0: Hey guys, I'm Brad with Dallas Geek, and we're here today with...
1: Desert Rose Cosplay.
0: And we're here talking about her cosplay journey so far. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about how did you get into cosplay?
1: So do you want the long or the short story?
0: What are you feeling?
1: We'll go for the medium story. Alright. Okay, so um, when I was... Small. My dad used to give me comic books. That was like his um, bedtime stories for me were comic books. So my favorite at the time was DC. Um, I loved the Batman, Penguin, Poison Ivy whole storyline. And so it was kind of a nostalgia thing for me. Um, My dad was in the Air Force and he would travel a lot. So when he was home, we would do Comic Cons and comic books together. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I started young, but I didn't really start cosplaying, I think. At a serious level until I was probably like 15. Okay. Yeah. Very nice.
0: So, you've definitely been around the community for quite a while. Yes. Um, So, of all that time, Mm -hmm. uh, what has been your favorite aspect of the whole convention cosplay community?
1: Mm. So, that's tough. I love the community sense of it. Um, I was always a little bit awkward as a kid, so I think it just gave me an outlet creative outlet and a way to meet people and make friends and just kind of like learn to socialize where I wasn't very good with that before. Um, As I said we were a military family so we did move quite a bit Um, and even though we always had kind of a home base up in the north like we did travel all over the place throughout the year so I think that's that's it sense of community for me it gave me some purpose you know.
0: So uh, just you know following you for as long as I have been it does seem like you've done a pretty wide array of types of cosplay ranging from your Star Trek to your Marvel to a little bit of your DC to your Harry Potter. I mean, what has been the most difficult cosplay for you to get together?
1: Okay, so there's we're, we're gonna rank this on like a one to five, mm. right? So very hardest cosplay I ever did was probably my first big build, um, okay. which was legs from Toy Story, the Misfit Toys. Okay. So I don't know if you've seen that one. It's one of my older ones. So
0: I it's a know little, if little obscure. Yeah, it yeah. is
1: a like eight foot long fishing pole with my legs being the Barbie legs. Um, oh. So it's really cool. Wow. It had like a motor in it that like the rope went up and down with the hook on it and everything. Um, so that was probably the hardest, also because I was still living in New York City at the time. Um, so it had to be collapsible to take okay. to conventions or like you know Halloween parties or whatever I was doing with it at the time. Yeah. Um, so that was probably what really like set me off back into cosplay. Is I was at the School of Visual Arts and we were having a big competition, which was before I really knew that cosplay was like an actual market I guess yeah. um, and I did this competition and I entered in it with the legs toy and I ended up winning a free laptop out of it oh. um, so like MacBook Pro and I was all set and after that I just kept doing it um, second hardest one after that would probably be Gamora because it's the leather working um, and the body paint got it prosthetics everything i mean i had never done anything with like full prosthetics before and so i had like the markings on her face those were all prosthetic appliances um and then the body paint on top of that the detail body painting i think in general like the the get ready time for that was like extremely grueling um and also, like I said, the leather working. I mean, I, I got pieces of it made by somebody who didn't actually finish it, um, so I still had to like put everything together myself and then Thank fit you. it to myself. Yeah. Um, and I had never worked with leather, so it was just oh, kind wow. of a try it out and see where it goes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that one, for sure. Um, they just kind of range. Everything has its own challenges, you know? Sure. I think that those are probably the two most that come to my mind when I think about it. Body painting is always difficult, but it's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, twillik, I've done a twillik from Star Wars before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the challenges with that are way different. Like, you have to make a headpiece that, you know, looks like it's still a normal headpiece, but yeah. it has to match and fit well and also be comfortable and not too heavy and pulling on your hair and mm. it's like a lot of things that nobody thinks about until you're actually trying to wear a costume for an entire day um, so that was probably pretty difficult too okay. but
0: now I do know that you have done quite a bit of body paint mm-hmm. cosplays I mean one of the most uh it seems like one of the most uh, popular ones has been your orion slave girl yes like what what are the big challenges for you with the body paint i mean is it uh trying to find the right kind of body paint that works best uh for that color or is it just trying to find the right color or making it you know work for the costume
1: yeah i think the key with body paint is just like a lot of trial test runs you know like trying out different pro- products and appliances and just like really playing around with it and like getting comfortable because it seems very hard and discouraging when you think about it but it's actually not it's really fun to work with and for me the biggest challenge has been finding the right product like just finding something that works that sticks on me that looks good and even and like photographs well Um, so i've had a lot of really good luck with the makeup forever brand color creams which is like a professional body painting makeup um, but it is still that, it's a makeup, it's not a paint. Like people have this misconception that you're like airbrushing yourself with actual paint, which yeah. you're not, it's a makeup. Yeah. Um, and this one goes on in a cream and dries to like a powdery finish, so it is actually very smooth for photos, it's got an HD aspect to it. Um, and it just looks really good. Yeah. And it's light, it washes off like that. Like you get in the shower and the water takes it right off, but you can rub on it and touch it all day long and it won't sponge. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, which actually, uh, so we have actually done quite a few uh, interviews uh, like even in studio with cosplayers getting very extensive about how you made or how you got uh, did this or that with cosplay Mm -hmm. with body paint I I think the one thing that not a lot of people really think about Mm -hmm. is are you able to do much with additional makeup when you're doing a body paint cosplay, or does it all like if you go body paint, it kind of all has to be some variation of body paint or that body makeup with different uh, ways of highlighting your features?
1: Okay, that's a really that's actually a really good yeah. question. Um, so for me, the reason that I stick with like the Makeup Forever brand paints, especially uh, my body artist Crystal from A Bit of Makeup, she does a lot of my work. She travels with me to the Star Trek convention. She does um, help me with all of the prosthetics and body painting, base painting, but beauty makeup and highlighting and all of that stuff I typically do myself. Um, Now unless it's something really big then she does all of it. Um, But you can mix regular makeup over top of those body paints, that's the thing I like about that. If you're using like an Endura airbrush or something like that a makeup is not gonna look as smooth and even on top of it afterwards so you're right like it might flake off or it may not hold um, alcohol based paints in general don't work on my skin type so yeah. that's why I stick with the creams okay. um, but it does still dry like people really have like I said a misconception about it it dries yeah. it's not like clown makeup it's not grease paint it will stay on you all day long it'll look smooth and even it's just like your foundation you are on your face okay. um, so using any kind of powder, highlighter, um, anything for definition afterwards. You can put it on with a brush just like normal and it looks great.
0: With how long you've been in the cosplay community and all the different experiences you've had, uh, is there any particular experience that stands out to you as your favorite or most memorable thing that's happened to you because of cosplay?
1: Yeah, you know, I'd have to say it's probably a lot of my experiences associated with the Star Trek convention um, because another one of the things that's very dear to me is Star Trek. Um, My my first box set that I ever got as a kid was the original series, actually, that my dad gave me. Um, And so it's just very, like, emotional for me, and I get into it, and I think that I appreciate how... The actors from Star Trek are very in tune with their fandom, um, so I have had them go out of their way to come over to me and like get a picture with me instead of me having to go ask them. And, and I think that's really cool. Like Nichelle Nichols has come up to me at the booth with my Impala before because I was in a Star Trek costume, actually the Son Yeoman Rand, um, nice. and left her booth, got out of her wheelchair to come over and ask me for a picture. And I'm like, just the, the level of grace that most of these actors have from Star Trek is incredible. Um, and those the, my most memorable experiences are from there.
0: Very nice. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Star Trek convention, mm-hmm. uh, you do seem like you've been uh, attached to it in one way or another for quite a while. Yeah. Um, how did you get in with that convention? You know, how did you get started? It
1: was really random how that happened. Um, they actually reached out to me because I was a big Star Trek fan and they saw that. Um, and just invited me out to the show and the first time I went was five years ago um, and I Really, like they they gave me tickets to the show, and I came out, and all I did was walk around in costume and did normal convention stuff, and hung out, and just took pictures, and um, just made myself available as like an extra attraction, I guess. Um, and ever since then, they've been bringing me back and having me do more and more stuff, and incorporating me into the show. So, nice. you know, next year is going to be even bigger and better. We've already started planning that, and it's nice because now they do utilize our cosplay skills to bring out the guests and add to the environment a little bit more, make it more Vegasy. So it's kind of fun and. Over- the top. Nice.
0: Yeah. Um, so then, of course, the thing that we always have to touch on with our cosplay guests is social media. So what, let's start off by what platforms are you on?
1: Um, I am on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Patreon. Okay. Okay?
0: And so of those platforms, what has been uh, the most receptive platform to the kind of uh, social media style that you've...
1: You know, it's really interesting to me, especially now knowing that, like, Instagram and Facebook are owned by the same company at this point. Um, My Facebook following has always been bigger, um, but Instagram is more interactive. Okay. So, yeah, and that's usually kind of, like, backwards. But um, I have the most consistent, like, comments, followers, everything on Instagram than anywhere else. And I think a lot of that is from Star Trek, again, because, like, I've been featured on a lot of Star Trek sites. Um, but they're just, like, so overwhelmingly nice. You know, I get messages every day, encouragement and all kinds of stuff, and I don't get that on a lot of other platforms. Um, Now, at one point, my Instagram account was and then taken down and then I had to restart it. So, like, you know, that's happened to me before. But um, this last time, it was, like, probably the most detrimental. But I think I've gotten most of them back now. So, you know. That is the one frustrating thing for me about social media is just the constant having to, like, keep on top of it because people do like to mess with them. Sure.
0: Then, of course, uh, the last thing uh, that I do want to ask you with social media comes the cosplay photography. Right. Um, So... I mean, obviously, anybody that even has taken a quick look at your Instagram and Facebook would know you've done quite a bit of work in that area. So when it comes to photographers that want to do work with you, do you have a specific group that you continue to go back to, or do you kind of just go with any photographer that you like their work and want to work with, or that reaches out to want to work with you? I mean, how does that usually work?
1: Now, me personally, I'm really open to working with new photographers all the time. So I don't ever say no. Yeah. Um, I like to just test things out and see where it goes. You know, I have been very impressed by some people who even a year prior to that hadn't impressed me. So, I mean, I think everybody's constantly changing and getting better and evolving. And, you know, it's just like increasing your portfolio is important. So you put all this time and effort into making a detail-oriented costume, it seems crazy that you wouldn't shoot with different photographers to get different, you know, styles, so, yeah. Cool. But I do have, I mean, I definitely do have a few favorites that I go back to over and over again. Superhero photos, um, you know, Alan, um, Scott, like, there's a bunch of locals that are just amazing. I'm always trying new people.
0: Well, then if you are not already following her, you absolutely need to go check her out. Desert Rose Desert cosplay. Rose cosplay. Uh, so. Until next time, this is Brad from Dallas Geeks saying, see ya.